There is only Christ. Christ is everything. Christ is in everything. From the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians, chapter 3, verse 11. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to Christ Through the Elements, my secondary podcast on this channel. I appreciate your joining me, and I'm starting something new today. At the top of this episode and these episodes, I will be running a public service announcement that I feel goes very closely with what I'm seeking to foster and to create and to share with this podcast. So I appreciate your listening to this, checking out the website that is mentioned, and staying with me through this service announcement. Thank you for listening to that public service announcement. So in this podcast, I am doing two things. And the first is reading segments and reflecting on segments from Richard Rohr, Father Richard Rohr's newest book, The Universal Christ. And then in the second part, I am reflecting on the element on the periodic table that comes next. And I'm taking this from a wonderful book called The Elements, a visual exploration of every known element by Mr. Theodore Gray. And what I'm seeking to do is, in the first part, reflect on Father Richard's words about the universal Christ. And I'm, again, going through the book, page by page, chapter by chapter. And then I am sharing what Mr. Gray tells us about that particular element And then finally, reflecting on how the two connect, or in other words, how we can know something about Christ through that particular element. Today's element, which we'll get to in a moment, is one you might not have heard of. It is vanadium. We'll get to that in a bit. Before this, we are beginning chapter 10 called The Feminine Incarnation. And I think this is a very appropriate chapter for us to be beginning during this time of year because Christmas is the feast of the incarnation, the time where we celebrate and remember how Christ, the divine God, second person of the Godhead, the Trinity, became human, enfleshed through the birth of him into creation through Mary of Nazareth, his mother. And there's a lot here to celebrate, a lot here to unpack. And I think Father Richard gives us some very important ways of understanding this divine feminine who is a way of understanding Christ and also who we see reflected in Mary of Nazareth, who Catholics uphold as the Blessed Virgin Mary, and all Christians uphold as a key, essential, vital uh, aspect of God's salvation for all of creation. So let's start with Richard Rohr's opening words of this chapter. He says on page 121, I'm going to take some risks in this brief chapter, but I believe it will be worthwhile because for many this could invite the most important breakthrough of all. He continues, I must invite all of us to reclaim and honor female wisdom, which is qualitatively different 
from male wisdom. I hope this perspective can invite you to trust your own experiences with the Divine Feminine as well. Father Richard continues on page 122. For many, it is an utterly new opening since they always falsely assumed that God is somehow masculine. Now, Father Richard goes on to say, importantly, that the second person of the Trinity, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus who is the Christ, is certainly male. And yet, the first and third persons of the Trinity, who we understand as the Father and the Holy Spirit, are not male or female, at least not in any way that is what we understand as human. I'm not going to do a long digression on this, but it is important to understand that Father and Son are relational terms. Jesus talks about God as Father, not because God is a physical human Father with all of the physical male parts and ways of maleness that we understand, but because Jesus sees God as this type of relationship. So, also, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, in the Old Testament, there is a book albeit found in the Catholic scriptures, the seven books that Catholics have in their Old Testament version rather than many Protestants have, the Book of Wisdom, in which there is Lady Wisdom, Sophia in Greek, who is a female aspect of God. So we have to understand this when we talk about God in the Christian sense. And then lastly, we should never forget that as St. Thomas Aquinas reminds us, that God is not the biggest, greatest, supreme being of all. Rather, God is being itself. So, God is not a being, but God is being. So, any understanding that we have of human, as humans, of gender, which is what we're talking about, and God really is is not relevant in the sense that God is being rather than a being. So, Hopefully this will help you understand Father Richard's thoughts here. I continue. Father Richard talks about Carl Jung, and he says, He believed, Carl Jung, that humans produce in art the inner images the soul needs in order to see itself and its own transformation. And then Father Richard goes on with a number of statements here, and I'll I'll read them um, as a whole and then offer some reflection and unpacking with them. Father Richard says, and this is pages 123 and 122, the first incarnation, which is creation, is symbolized by Sophia, incarnate, a beautiful, feminine, multicolored, graceful Mary. She is invariably offering us Jesus, God incarnated into vulnerability and nakedness. Mary became the symbol of the first universal incarnation. She hands the second incarnation on to us while remaining in the background. The focus is always on the child. Earth Mother presenting spiritual son, the first two stages of the incarnation. Female receptivity handing on the fruit of her yes and inviting us to offer our own yes. There is a wholeness about this that many find very satisfying to the soul. Now, Father Richard covers a lot of ground there. And to be succinct, what he is saying is that we are really celebrating 
the fullness of incarnation, the first being God's creation of matter and material and the cosmos, earth, and all that inhabit earth. And then the second incarnation, or the second part of that same incarnation, in which Christ becomes human, is through the divine act, and that is through the bearing of birth by Mary of Nazareth. So Mary, Father Richard is very clear to say, is not a goddess. She is human. And yet she holds a special role in God's plan for the incarnation. Because if it were not for her, yes, the yes of her to God, we would not have the ability to know and to experience Christ incarnate in Jesus of Nazareth. So this really is about Mary and also, though, about how God shows this feminine, how Christ shows this feminine through the actions of Mary, the Blessed Virgin Mother, Mary of Nazareth, Mary Theotokos, God-bearer, Mother of God. Well, we covered a lot of ground there. So let's take a breath and go into uh, this next segment um, when we talk about Vandium. And please stay with me through this other message to you. Well, thank you for staying with me through that short break. We're now into the second part of the episode in which we reflect upon what Theodore Gray has to say about the next element on the periodic table, which is vanadium. And the sign, not surprisingly, is a V for atomic number 23. Now, vanadium is actually similar in many ways to the neighbor on the periodic table that we just discussed in the last episode, titanium. Now, titanium and vanadium have a common use in steel. Now, steel, if you're not familiar with this, if you're not a metallurgist like my dad, is an iron alloy, which means that iron and something else, another metal, is, or multiple metals, are mixed together to form the final product. And what Mr. Gray says is, while heavier than titanium, vanadium steel is also much harder. He says that often it is sold as ferro-vanadium, which is a master alloy to be added to melted metal before casting. So oftentimes you can find vanadium in another form that gets added into the the molten metal. He describes um, vanadium and the steel that it produces as, quote, the workhorse of industrial machining and a staple in every home workshop in the form of drill bits and router bits, socket wrenches, pliers, and so on. So chances are that one or more of your pieces of uh, equipment, even in your home workshop, is an alloy that includes vanadium. Surprisingly, though, vanadium has another side, another place that we find it. Mr. Gray says toward the end of his overview of vanadium, power and grit define vanadium's working life 
but it has a dainty side as well. Because the green color of some emeralds comes from an impurity of vanadium. So here we have this element that is hard and tough and gritty and also quite beautiful and quite lovely and quite spectacular, really. Emeralds, I think, are one of the most beautiful of the stones, the, the rich green, almost alluring, engaging, engrossing, elegant gemstone. So where then does vanadium connect to what we've talked about it? Father Richard shared with us about the feminine aspect of Christ and specifically how Christians most completely, to be sure, Catholics see this in the Virgin Mary, Mother of God. Well, I think it gets at that last quote. Because when we think of Mary and or we think of God as mother, I think toughness comes to mind. Now, I don't mean toughness in a sort of harsh, violent kind of manner. Rather, I would think of a fierceness of a mother's love. You know, think about how completely a mother loves her child and how any mother would at any time do anything to protect her child. We certainly see this in the animal world, right? It's legendary how a mama bear will protect her cubs. And that's just maybe the most dramatic, most powerful example of the ferocity of a mother's love. But you find that really in all creatures, human creatures included, human creatures perhaps especially. And I also think that like vanadium, this tough, gritty metal, it also is quite beautiful. And there's an elegance and a luster and a luminescence, a luminosity that it brings. And I think we certainly see this in Mary, Mother of God, and in Lady Wisdom, if you read from the Book of Wisdom, understanding how wisdom is personified there, and also in Christ and in the love that Christ, through Jesus, through Mary, through all the saints, and through you and me, that elegant, beautiful, lustrous, luminous light and shine that God brings to the world. So I hope this has given you a little bit of some things to think about. A metal that you probably encounter, but you didn't really think much of. And perhaps a new, fuller way of understanding God. As we understand God, those of us who follow the way of Christ. As always, thank you so much for listening. May the blessings and peace of Christ be with you always.